0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu, with your update on everything regarding the Raptors and the NBA as it relates to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Biggest news out of the weekend actually wasn't related to COVID, which is uh, kind of a relief. Rather, it was that the Chicago Bulls are finally moving on from the guard pack's leadership structure that had been in charge for about 16 years of mediocrity. And they're looking at Raptors general manager, Bobby Webster, as a potential candidate to run basketball operations they're also looking at a handful of other um, you know potential targets um this shouldn't actually come as a surprise to anyone uh since bobby is one of the rising stars in the league Uh, he was the youngest general manager in the nba when he was promoted in 2017 and he played a significant role in the raptors title obviously i mean he's a general manager he's his hand is on pretty much every single move um you know just to take one example, Bobby Webster played point on much of the Kawhi Leonard trade talks, leveraging his connections to the Spurs front office while Masai was around the world when the deal was finally agreed upon after about a month of negotiations. If you recall, Masai was pacing around, you know, in, uh, in Kenya, I believe. He was opening a school with uh, President Barack Obama um, at the time when um, that deal was finally made in the middle of July, so... Yeah, I mean, look, listen, it's a collaborative effort for the Raptors. You know, everyone works together. Uh, Bobby is one of four key minds that go into most decisions. But, I mean, look, listen, that Kawhi deal is a pretty big feather in its cap. Now, Ujiri himself has seen this coming for some time. Uh, After all, it was Ujiri who chased Webster twice. First, when he was in Denver, uh, and, you know, that pursuit failed. And again, when Masai came to Toronto, um, Ujiri made Webster his first hire back in 2013, and made Webster the youngest GM in the league at the age of 32, Um, Masai was actually quoted about Bobby in a recent feature by Dan Robson of The Athletic, which is just phenomenal. It really goes a lot into depth on who Bobby Webster is. Um, But Masai's quote on Bobby was, quote, he's going to head a team at some point. Hopefully he doesn't overthrow me. Um, Now, Chicago has other candidates in mind, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Having said that, this would be a promotion for Bobby, and a pretty lucrative job, despite the difficulties that come with operating a seemingly cursed franchise in the Bulls, who have questionable ownership. Whatever, um, you know. In that same feature uh, in the Athletic, it was mentioned that Bobby actually grew up a Bulls fan, and because of his uh, father. And you know, while that's hardly the deciding factor for a grown adult and everything like that, it's not nothing something you know it'd be cool and look listen Chicago is a big job now I'm not saying Chicago is ultimately going to take Bobby I'm not saying Bobby is ultimately going to take Chicago there's a lot of things that got to go into this and obviously right now with logistics being the way they are due to COVID I'm not even sure how you know you will facilitate uh, an interview with something of this magnitude but you know this was coming. You know what I mean? And really, if you think about it, this is going to be seen as a symptom of success. Uh, you know, when you are as successful as the Raptors have been. And just, just to put in that you know, put that into perspective, let me remind you that the Raptors have more wins in the Eastern Conference over the past seven years than any other team. In fact, over the past seven years, they're second only to the Golden State Warriors um, in terms of wins. And, you know, during that stretch, by the way, also... They are the only Eastern Conference team outside of LeBron, which is, you know, Miami and obviously Cleveland, that have won a title in the Eastern Conference since 2008, all right? So the Raptors have been pretty damn successful. Um, And when you are that successful, copycats will come. You know, this exact situation already played out in 2017 when former general manager Jeff Wellman was hired to run the Magic. By the way, the Raptors somehow got a second-round pick in that deal. I still have no idea how that happened. Since it was a promotion. But, um, you know, and it's funny to look back on 2017 because that's actually, that vacancy, that promotion for Jeff Waltman actually allowed Bobby to get a promotion into the place that he is now. So, all in all, it all points to the Raptors becoming sort of something similar to sort of what the Spurs used to be. Um, granted, one title is a far cry from five and seven playoff runs pales in comparison to 22 but uh, the same elements are kind of there, you know. It's a non-destination market. Apologies, but it's true. That relies on exceptional scouting and development headed up by brilliant leaders that go on to form something sustainable, something organic, and something everlasting. Um, and just as with the Spurs, you know, there's going to be people who poach and people want to replicate that formula. If you look around the league, I would say probably a third of the NBA has had some direct employment by the Spurs, whether it was a former player, former you know, front office guy, former coach, they're everywhere. Um and you know, that's that's really the true mark of greatness. And the fact that the Raptors are starting to sprout a tree of their own. Um honestly it would have been absolutely unthinkable before Eugirian Webster arrived in 2013. Um so look obviously as a Raptor fan you do not want to lose Bobby Webster. He is undeniably an asset. Um, but it's for promo- It's a promotion. And again, if everything works out and they agree to this, rappers can't do that much about it, to be honest. You can offer him more money, sure, but this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And Bobby's not lacking for money, you know? So, uh, speaking of Masai, by the way, there is another development in his ongoing litigation process with uh, Oakland cop Alan Strickland, stemming from Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Uh, in court papers... Acquired. It was revealed that Ujiri is contending that he was actually the one who was assaulted by Strickland, not the other way around, and that the exchange was in self-defense, at least from a size part. Uh, and you know, any injuries that Strickland suffered, which by the way, Strickland claims he was pushed back several feet. That's a real, real quote, and has not come back to the job due to injuries. Again, I don't know how that's physically possible uh you know any sort of injuries that, you know that were sustained was actually as Ujiri contends in his lawsuit that or in this lawsuit that it's part of the job title of working security um now keep in mind that Alameda County District Attorney has already declined to pursue any criminal charges against Ujiri and that this Alan Strickland character uh was charged with felony insurance fraud and making false statements on March 31st, 1994, and has pleaded no contest to misdemeanor insurance fraud on December 7th, 2005. Hopefully this will all blow over and your jury can tell his side of the story and get some form of justice. Because if you remember, back in the summer, this is the quote Masai gave. Quote, it is one of the things that drives me to win another championship because I want to be able to celebrate a championship the right way. This thing will be settled. The truth will come out. The truth will come out of this. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's Hopefully it's resolved, and hopefully Messiah um, doesn't have to pay the scumbag another cent. Um, elsewhere, Nick Nurse has said that he is committed to coaching Team Canada at the Olympics next summer, uh, which he said on a conference call on Friday with several reporters. Um, the Olympics was delayed a year to back to 2021 um, due to coronavirus, and that, you know, there could have been a potential issue because Nurse signed a deal that was a two-year deal and that was signed in 20. Um, Nineteen, and that he was set to run out, I guess, this summer. Uh, However, you know, this isn't just the only hurdle, as you know, if you really look at the timeline, there's too much uncertainty, you know. The NBA season, the way it starts next year, could very well overlap with the Olympic basketball qualifying tournament, which is supposed to still take place in uh, Victoria whenever they figure this thing out uh, next year. And honestly, the NBA season could actually overlap with the Olympics altogether, so... It's definitely a. I mean, it's good that nurse is still committed for sure, but uh, yeah, there's a lot more hurdles to cross in, in, in that front. As for the Raptors players, um, they're still bored, I guess. Pascal Siakam celebrated his a uh, uh, his birthday on Instagram Live with some random fans, including friend of the program and overall young legend Keyshawn Mystery. Um Jabba shaved his goatee into a mustache and growed his hair. And so suddenly he looks 10 years younger. Uh, O'Shea Brissett has also made a TikTok of how his teammates dress and behave in uh, their entries to the game, which I thought was really well done. So check that out if you haven't already. So that does it for today's update. Please go watch Run It Back if you haven't done so yet. Me and Alex bantered, including about uh, Pacific Mall and Cloverdale Mall, um, the two respective malls that we grew up with. Uh, as for this pod, I'm dropping an extended episode on Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet's rise from the G League to NBA champions to now becoming stars. And look out for that on Monday afternoon. I have a very special guest uh, to discuss their rise, especially as teammates. Um, so as for that, thanks everyone for listening. And everyone, please be safe and consider it out there. Um, yeah, stay safe. Stay home if you can. Please. This thing is serious.